Thank you for joining us once again on the Let's Start Here podcast. Today is a special day because we are having somebody join us on the podcast that's I would say pretty close to me, and that is my husband, Sean Rouse. Mental health matters. With so much information about mental health and spiritual care out there, where do you start? Let's start here. A podcast hosted by licensed professionals with experience both as clients and as clinicians. Hello there. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Sean. Yeah, welcome. Steven's also here with us today. And of course, I am Yolanda Rouse. Steven's going to be doing a lot more of the questioning so that I don't make my husband too nervous today. I'm not nervous. No? Just a little. (laughs) Admit it, you've both been practicing. (laughs) Actually, on the car ride here, he was like, I said, do you want to talk about what we might be talking about today? And he's like, no. (laughs) said, I think Candid will be better. Welcome, Sean. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to getting your perspective on what it is to attend counseling as a man. Some of the questions and concerns that come up for other men. I have a question before we get started. What's it like being married to a counselor <laughs> slash therapist? Do you feel overanalyzed? That's a great question. You never really get used to it. I've learned to expect that conversation rarely remains in the shallow end. Yeah. Especially in a group. Yeah, I have another therapist buddy that says that the husband of the therapist is you never get away with anything. (laughs) There's no quick conversations. Nothing of the sort. And uh you know even more so your eyes when you're asked how does that make you feel? I've definitely in conversations, arguments, planning sessions, I've said, I need you to get out your feelings wheel. That's uh, I can't figure this one out. I need to look at the chart. But plot twist is when Sean actually like turns it on me too, because he'll say something like, it seems like you're really scared right now. And I'm like, stop it. What, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, let me turn the tables. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got some tactics up my sleeve here that I've learned over the years. He's also a dog trainer. So we laugh about this, but I sit with people and just address their anxiety or what's going on and look at their behaviors. And Sean does the exact same thing with dogs and dog owners, which I think there's still a debate about what type of parent is harder to teach a dog parent or like an actual parent with kids. (laughs) (laughs) Parents are usually eager to get their kids not sleeping in the same bed. Dog parents, it's harder to convince yeah, <laughs> that's true. I imagine the stress and strain of sleeping with either is difficult. Mm-hmm. Just imagine two very different connotations of sit down, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, you've got experience in counseling then? Yes, I would say it's probably close to a year mm-hmm. that I've been seeing a counselor other than my wife. Okay. So, did you have a perception of what counseling was going to be like? Was it based on your relationship with Yolandi or did you have other perceptions that you were carrying into it? Yeah, there was probably one time early on in our dating relationship where Yolandi was practicing counseling and we very quickly within two minutes, I was like, nope, we this is not right. We can't do this. And she was like, yeah, that's why you can't be someone's counselor if you're close to them. 
because there's conflicts of interest and whatnot. But I'd say more of the perceptions I was carrying in were just from my upbringing, I would say, and just how I'd always viewed it. I wouldn't say I was against counseling or therapy or anything like that, but I definitely, I was not immune to the stigma of, hey, if you're counseling, something's really wrong. When we actually started, my first kind of soiree with counseling was together. Yeah. Is that true? What was that? You did a couple sessions I with... did see, yeah, you're right. I did see, it was one time. But what was that company called? Because a lot it was of... with BetterHelp. Better it was online because it was in the middle of COVID. Ah, uh, um, yeah. It was really hard for me to shake that, okay, we're going together. The first question they're going to ask is what's wrong. I didn't feel like there was necessarily something wrong. We had decided to get some assistance in some big decisions we wanted to make and some goal planning, some future planning, all kinds of big life decisions. It was just becoming very overwhelming for us. We wanted some help with that, but I didn't feel like there was anything majorly wrong. And I felt this kind of subconscious part of me saying, something's got to be really wrong if this is where we're arriving. And I think that's what I had to fight a little bit. Okay. So you did mention the stigma. Where did that stigma come from for you? Was it part of the way you were raised? Was it a familial thing or was it perceptions from the outside world? Where did you draw that, that your ideas or your conclusions about what counseling was? It's hard to say. I'd say it's a mix. I don't remember anything particularly. If my parents ever saw counselors, I didn't know. My father was at one point particularly resistant to it when working through some issues. And that probably mixed with some cultural influences, just TV, movies, seeing a shrink. Right. Yeah. I think, too, now a talked about thing in the church as well, but I feel like I heard a lot of messages of, like, your faith won't be as strong if you have anxiety or your, your faith is not strong if you have depression. And so I got a lot of messages growing up in the church that it there was a problem with your spirituality if you were if you had a diagnosis or if you were struggling with this thing instead of like the two don't have to be separate the two don't have to be mutually exclusive is the word I'm looking for but yeah and you grew up in the church I just I'm curious if that played a role in it or a part in it yeah I think maybe another one of those things that's in my mind where I'm like even as I started my perceptions of counseling changing and me being like yeah that's really good like I'm glad people are seeking it and I'm glad that stigma is decreasing and maybe part of that came through getting to know you and I think there's been a general shift in that stigma but yeah I think still mentally I would think and be oh I could go talk to someone about this and then I'd fight that with this just tough guy mentality of why let's just open the bible and reread that passage in Matthew about anxiety and how God's going to take care of it. And that should be enough. I should be fine. I, I should know that it's fine and pray about it. Be okay. And then it wasn't. You did bring up an interesting point, And I don't know if you did it intentionally or not, but this tough guy mentality. As a man going to counseling, were there any kind of preconceived notions of, does this make me weak? Is this What does this say about my masculinity or anything that comes along with that? Yeah, I think... Very much so. That was something that was in living in my subconscious of I've always really liked superhero stuff and my dad's real big into Westerns. And so Mm -hmm. that 
tough guy mentality has just been there from the start. Something would happen in the backyard. You'd fall, scrape your knee, whatever, have a cut. And he'd always joke and say, oh, rub some dirt in it. Absolutely. You know? And, yeah. and I mean, he was, you know, not being literal, of course. He was a joke. I think it's a line from a movie or something that mm-hmm. he watched. But it was always there. And that yeah. was always said. I rubbed some dirt on it, walk it off. Yeah, when I was a kid, actually, I'd broken my nose at one point and told my mom, we need to go to the doctor before dad gets home. Because I knew his response was, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel fine. Yeah. And then we live with this you know, cultural thing. If it's meant to be, it's up to me kind of thing. We're on our own as men that if we can't deal with it, then it can't be dealt with. Yeah. It's a lot to overcome, I think. Another thing that I'm thinking of, it's come outside of the tough guy mentality realm, but I've always had a pretty good support system. I've always had a good group of friends around me and a big family and people that I felt like I could talk to about things. Mm -hmm. But I think entering into adulthood, there's just so much more that was thrown on me. Relationships become more complicated as time goes on. Things get difficult. And it's just been so good to have an unbiased source, someone that is completely subjective in my life that can offer input that doesn't know any of these people because I've been in the same area and in the same circles and everyone knows everyone it's that small town thing where it's even if i go to you know if i want to talk to my mom or my best friends they know 10 other people that are all within that same network and it becomes more difficult to do that and get that unbiased assistance life care is growing and we're excited because that means that we can bring on more clients So if you or someone you know is looking for a therapist or a prescriber for individual, marriage and family, and or medication, consider checking out one of our locations online at lifecarecc.com. We are happily serving the cities of Raleigh, Briar Creek, Holly Springs, Chapel Hill, Wake Forest, Thomasville, and Wilmington in North Carolina and Abington, Virginia. Once again, that's lifecarecc.com. I have a question for you. What is your perception now? How do you feel now? If you had to talk to men or talk to possibly your son one day about counseling or therapy, what would you offer? Totally changed. And honestly, it wasn't instant. I would every week, and I think I'm at, what do we do? Every other week, I think. But off the bat, when I would have oh okay 11 o'clock today i've got a counseling session and i would have this anxiety about that every time for months because for me it was like you know oh did i do my homework oh what are we going to talk about today do i have problems right now i don't know if i have problems right now but then every time i would leave feeling great feeling Mm -hmm. amazing feeling like oh this is just a conversation this is just it's just someone that it's I here can to talk help to me. about things yeah. and they can help me sort out my thoughts and dreams and plans and goals and problems and all that. And over time, it did start to become much easier to where I'd look forward to it as opposed to dreading it. Even if I didn't have something, oh, I need to talk about this specifically. Now all the time something will happen and I'll go, oh, I can't wait till next week. I can't wait to bring this up and see what, uh, what my counselor has to say about it. See if, what kind of guidance they can give me around this. But that took some time for that change to happen. There's something to be said for giving it a chance then. And that's going back to your question of what would I tell my kids? I think my hope is to have all of them have someone that they feel they can talk to about anything. That's unbiased. Yeah, because 
I'm sure there will be things that they're afraid to talk to me about, to Yolandi about, to each other about. And I want them to have that person uh, from a young age so that even if they experience that initial kind of anxiety that I had around it, that goes away at a young age and they always have that as a resource. That's really good. I think that's a common theme actually that I've seen is initially people being afraid of not having something to talk about or we ask them to do something and then they don't do it. And in some ways it sounded a little bit like almost performance anxiety. I didn't do enough. I'm not doing what I need to do. Am I going to be judged? Yeah. And that's something we talked about in an earlier mm-hmm. episode. The environment with that we're trying to create is one where there isn't judgment that you can feel free to come in as you are homework done or not that we're not going to give you a gold star if you do it. We just want to deal with you and the issues that you bring. And if you don't bring any, I had a client that came in last week that I don't have anything to talk about. And after we got done, he's wow, that was the best session we've had. Like stuff comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never obviously done marriage. Well, I guess it's just couple like couples counseling, but I had not done that before. And I had also not had a male therapist before. So all of my therapists in the past have been, female and so I think looking for a therapist for Sean and I I don't know if I asked you if you cared or not if it was male or female but I think we just landed on the fact that it could be more comfortable for you to talk to To another male yeah to another male especially in topics concerning marriage for me I feel like there's a unique perspective on each side and I wanted someone who could understand me better so that I think was helpful for me I will never forget the time we're we're sitting in therapy and our therapist said, man, like Yolanda, you're really a bulldog. And I just was like, what in the world? I like hearing his perspective on me in our relationship was, and he was like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just like when you're really passionate about something, like you're really passionate about something. And I think I've been told that all my life, but because it was an unbiased opinion looking at our conversation, the way that we interact. It was just one of those things where counselors aren't going to judge you or therapists aren't going to judge you, but they're definitely going to challenge you in your perception of yourself, of the situation. I think the verdict is still out of, do I like being a bulldog or not? Well, you're married to a dog trainer. I was going to say, is that Uh. helpful at all to know which breed (laughs) she resembles? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it helps out that's been the most useful advice i've gotten from him yet bulldogs tend to <laughs> and this is how you solve that oh boy all of the dog jokes coming our way gosh gotta watch out for those bully breeds oh my gosh <laughs> i do want to segue into just a quick shout out slash comment because obviously sean just disclosed that we had been just trying to figure out these really big steps in our lives. And we came to this conclusion and life care is playing a huge role in this. And that is that life care is opening a Wilmington location in September. And so I'm very excited about that. And Sean is also launching a sit means sit in Wilmington. And so quick plug. (laughs) but I think we're really excited about that. I know life care is pumped. I'm, I think it's again, really fortunate that we've been able to open up multiple locations this year and really yeah. reach the people. In the yeah. State. Yeah. Congratulations on the decision to move. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a big one. It's been in the works for a year or two now. I'm excited. Yeah. 
Good. You made it. How does it feel? I made it. Yeah. That's it? Yep. That test is over? The test is over. I didn't you even passed. have to use my flashcards. I mean, in closing, do you have any thoughts on what your biggest takeaways from counseling have been? Biggest takeaways from counseling... I think that it has helped me understand myself a little bit better. It's helped me understand our marriage a little bit better. Without that understanding, you can just go through life just floating, just letting things happen to you, letting things shape you, as opposed to knowing who you are and being able to use that to approach growth. And uh, that's Probably, I would say, been my biggest takeaway is just that now knowing myself more, I can react to my emotions more appropriately. I can react to situations and people and relationships a little bit, a little bit quicker and a little bit, hopefully, more effectively. Yeah. But yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think it comes up a lot that people are like, I don't know that I need counseling. And I think you just nailed it. Maybe you didn't need it, but you're definitely benefiting from it. And I believe that everybody could benefit from counseling. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, Sean, I want to thank you for being here on such short notice. <laughs> thank um, you guys for, sharing for having your me. thoughts and your experiences. And Yolandi, thanks for bringing them. Yeah. Sharing them with us. No problem. You can drag me along anytime. <laughs> thanks for listening to Let's Start Here, a podcast by Life Care Counseling and Coaching. At Life Care Counseling and Coaching, we are passionate about serving others by integrating the best mental health practices and spiritual care for the soul. Find out more or schedule an appointment at lifecarecc.com. Follow us on Facebook at Life Care Counseling or Instagram at Life Care Counsel Coach. If you found the information in this podcast helpful, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as this helps more people find our show. This show is produced at Podcast Carry.